now we are here doing the podcast. Everybody does when they get cancelled. You've been cancelled twice by somebody that we don't usually see people get cancelled by, which is the Chinese Communist Party. In Chinese social media, you get a lot of these over here, call them social justice warriors. That is their flavor. They're very jingoistic, nationalist types people say, oh, can you, have you seen Uncle Roger work with this guy? And then someone on Twitter, now it's West, the Western world, wow. say, oh, have you seen Uncle Roger apologizing and kowtowing to the CCP? I was like, oh shit. I read, <laughs> I read the statement back. I was like, oh yeah, okay. It does sound like I <laughs> What I know is I probably won't be able to go to China or Hong Kong in the wow. in, indefinite future. Everyone now online has to be political. You mm -hmm. talk about food, yeah. you now have to be political. It's insane. I basically stepped on a landmine. Hello and welcome to Trigonometry. I'm Francis Foster. I'm Constantin Kisson. And this is a show for you if you want honest conversations with fascinating people. Our terrific guest today is a friend of ours from our old comedy circuit days who is now absolutely crushing it on YouTube. He's got nearly 8 million subscribers. Uncle Roger, Nigel Long, is Hello. who you are. Welcome to Trigonometry. Thank you, thank you. It's good to see you guys. Man. It's good After to see you, man. So many years on the comedy <laughs> circuit. You know, grinding then, away, grinding away. Now we are here doing the podcast. Everybody does when they get cancelled. This is the first <laughs> podcast. <laughs> get asked on. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't say that in your intro. But you've been cancelled by China twice now. Uh, yeah, we, we'll get onto that in a second. Uh, but before we do, uh, for people who don't know you, uh, welcome to the podcast for the cancelled. Uh, before before we talk about that part of it, what's your story through life? Because we we know you well, but we actually probably don't know your backstory. Uh, where are you from? How did you get here? How do you find yourself talking to us? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I, I was born and raised in Malaysia. And then in 20, 2010, I left Malaysia to the US from a university. That's when I started doing stand-up. In 2015, I moved to the UK from Chicago to London uh, because I was dating a woman who was from Germany, European woman. At the, uh, we're not together anymore, but then we, I moved here with her, continued doing the stand-up. Uh, 2019, I went um, full-time stand-up. I always had a day job throughout the whole time. Two, since uh, started doing stand-up in 2011, U university had a day job, did stand-up part-time, four or five nights a week. 2019, September, kind of had like enough of a like enough fees for me to go full-time and support myself. I went full-time. Six months later, COVID hit, <laughs> lost all the work. <laughs> I was like. Fuck, can we curse on this? Can yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. I was like, fuck, okay, I, I lost all my work. I have 10 months worth of savings to, 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 to live, basically. So let's try to make something work online. Uh, at the time, I had, I had a podcast and I also started doing YouTube. So, and that's where my, my character really took off. Uh, it hit, my character's called Uncle Roger. Basically, I play this middle-aged Asian uncle inspired by all these Asian boomers I see from my childhood, you know, who talk a lot of shit. <laughs> uh, sassy attitude, but ultimately they're, they're kind people. So <laughs> I play this character online, uh, critiquing uh, Western, usually Western celebrity chefs fucking up Asian food. <laughs> so the very, very first video uh, that went viral was the BBC food egg fried rice video. Drain it. Drain. What's she doing? What's she doing? Drain the Oh my God. You're killing me, woman. Hiya. Drain the I just put on this orange polo, started talking shit. And then when the video 
when I posted that video, I was at 7,000 subscribers. That was June 2020, 7,000 subscribers. And then the first week in the video got 10,000 views. I was like, oh shit, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know, I was like, you know, patting myself on the back. But later, Reddit picked it up, 9gag picked it up, Facebook, Twitter, it all went viral on every platform, TikTok, everywhere. And so I just kept making the videos, went on a full world tour, doing my stand-up as both my character and then as myself, which is a great way to do it because you save money on uh, your opening act. <laughs> That's not cheap, man. Like 500 pounds per gig, extra money. Uh, and, and then, and then, yeah, just not, now we're here. So I, I just kept making the videos, kept doing stand-up. Now I have um, things I'm developing with uh, other production companies, uh, looking to move to LA for work in a couple months. So, yeah. It's exciting stuff, man. Yeah. Thank you. I, I remember we did the same gig above a pub. Yes. With you above a pub, with yeah. you below, below a pub. pub. You used yeah. to do my gig below a pub. And you, yes. for people who wouldn't have seen your stand-up, you were always one of the people that I think everybody on the circuit like rated as really good oh, at stand-up. Thank you. you yeah. know? Thank you. But, you know, when you're good at stand-up, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to get ahead if you're actually like... If they're too funny, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we don't have to get into I that. I have no idea was... what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm, I'm too funny, but I think sometimes, sometimes in, in, especially in the British comedy scene, you have a very theatrical culture. Yep. So uh -huh. when you bring a show up to the, fe the festival here, Edinburgh Fringe, uh, people want like a theatrical structure to your show. So people who just focus on, like, I just want to be funny, it, uh, that doesn't work that well. But what helps us is because we do online stuff, funny actually goes viral. The theatrical yep. artsy shit, harder to go viral. So I'm happy I found this little path for myself. And you did find this little path for yourself. And how has yeah. your life changed, Nigel, from when we knew you to uh -huh. how you are now? Whew. How's my life changed? Uh, I use Adobe Premiere Pro too much. You know, <laughs> that, that app just drives me crazy, man. Uh, <laughs> honestly, like, it's just such a relief. You know, because you, you're just hustling and grinding in anonymity on the circuit. Yeah. I, I'm just every day coming from a gig, 11 p.m. to midnight, and just walking home. I have to go to my day job the next day. I wake up at 7, and I'm like, will I ever be able to do this full time? You never know, you know. Yeah. But now the fact that, you know, I did a world, world tour. It's like 100-something shows over 50-something cities. And then every, I think... More, all the shows were sold out. And you see people, real-life people coming to support you. You're like, oh, okay. Whew, kind of made it. It's good. It's a, it's a good feeling. So th I think that's career-wise, that's the biggest change to have that, that bit of comfort and confidence that shit will work out, you know? It's good. Yeah. It's so awesome, man. And yeah. that, the when you said relief, that is exactly <laughs> yeah. the feeling that I have as well. And uh, you were, before we started, you were talking about how you may, may not do stand-up going forward, uh -huh. which I can totally see because it's a hard life too, isn't it? It's hard. It's really hard to do a, write a good show. It's really difficult. Yeah. Like the show I did on my tour was the culmination of like 10 years of my stand-up and then you pick the best off. And then I see how much I've workshopped those bits because I had nothing else going on for me. So I, I, I could just focus <laughs> on the stand-up. Yeah. And then the relief thing too. I think maybe, I think that's an immigrant mentality thing too, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like just yeah. like, oh, oh, it's going to go away. Yeah. 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 yeah, but you want to make it, right? You want to get to where you think you want to get to. No, I think I, I, if I could do my whole life again, I would like to have rich parents. That's, <laughs> if could change that's the it worst. All. I had rich parents for a while. You don't want that, man. Really? No. That safety? Isn't it nice? Yeah. The thing is, you get too comfortable and then you don't want to do anything. That's uh, the problem. 
Yeah. Okay. No. So, so you, I want rich parents who will still beat me once in yeah, a while. Exactly. Yeah, that's the best a of both Rich worlds. Asian parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're gonna have a comfortable life, but you better get an A in maths. Yes. Exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do that. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Be rich, give my kids a good life. Mate, think. you're crushing so hard. You could afford to pay a random couple a load of money to be your rich parents. Yeah. Now. Oh, sh that is a good idea. <laughs> or someone, when you have kids, to beat your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Hire the, like kid a nanny. Beater. Professional yeah. kid beater. Yeah. That, that'll be good. That'll be good. Yeah. Do, they, do, do they hire? Do they have people like that here in the UK? Uh, no. Probably. probably. I mean, what we're discussing is now illegal. But yes. anyway. Oops. Uh, but, but what you're talking sorry. about is really interesting because of that relief thing. Because there's lo we know so many people on the comedy circuit who are legitimately brilliant. And they're great and they crush every gig and the material is interesting and people love them. But that's all they've got. And, you, and yeah. the fact that we made it out is something that I will always be eternally grateful for. Mm -hmm. now, Im do you ever think about it, think to yourself, like, imagine if I didn't film that video that day. Or imagine if you didn't meet each other and sit down and do this podcast. Yeah. Or, oh, you, you, you started this podcast with someone else, I remember. You no, know? it was it was not this podcast. It's not this podcast. She oh, likes to think okay. it was, but it wasn't. <laughs> we know the guy. Know. Do, do your listeners know this story? Probably. Yeah. We, we've had look, we've had him on the show, and it's all good. But it okay. wasn't this podcast. Yeah. Was, they were doing a different podcast. Yeah. I see. I see. But yes, I I just think back. Like imagine if I didn't have the balls to because you put out something like this. I, I I feel like I I have the fear when I was putting it out. Oh, what will my comedy peers think of me? Exactly. You know, yeah. I'm playing this stupid character. I'm putting on a costume, and then I'm, people are gonna think, oh, he's just a social media comic, mm. and they all do think that. But it's like, eh, it's, it's it's okay. I I, I, I like this life. Eight million subscribers, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to go on nice holidays once in a while and splurge on nice things for myself. You no, know? man, it's it's yeah. great, and it you know one of the things that I always when we were on the comedy circuit, you know, it's a very bitchy and kind of hyper competitive environment. But when you meet people who are successful, or when we used to, they, usually they were the nicest people. Not always, but usually they were the nicest people. And what I realize now is I meet people who've done what you've done and us to, to a lesser extent is like, it's a lot easier to not be in that desperation mindset of like, oh, that person's got something and I didn't. Ugh. It's a lot easier when you're actually doing well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, in the comedy industry too, they they make it feel like a zero sum game. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. only eight spots on Mock the Week, eight yeah. spots on Live at the Apollo, yeah. and four of them will go to famous TV famous people. Yes, and then there's four, uh, one for each race, and then you're like, <laughs> shit, that's one spot for me. They're, they're never gonna put two Asian people on um, yeah. Apollo at the same time, no. you know, yeah. or Mock the Week at the in same time. In case people get confused, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Phil, Phil Wang. Why is he? Yeah. Why is he back on again? <laughs> and they create this this weird zero sum thing. But then the reality is the the world and the internet is, is infinite. Almost, it's seven billion it's people, so eight man. billion people in the world. Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of Asians. I, I yeah. bitch about Asian food mostly. I see how many Asians there are. Every city I go to, Helsinki, there's the Asian guy. Half the crowd is Asian. I'm like, where, where, how? <laughs> why would you move here to this? Weird place from Vietnam, you know, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. But and I think that's the, we're kind of conditioned when we're on the comedy circuit to think like that. And what it happened is it created an atmosphere where you just saw people like you went into the open mic and mm -hmm. there was a kind of at the start this almost kind of brotherhood mentality, you know, where guys yeah. doing comedy together and it's you know we're all friends and it's gonna be great. 
and very quickly things start to go really not very like you know you see people mm -hmm. there there's a there's there's a group who go nuts Yep. By nuts, you mean that they will pull ahead of you career-wise? No, no. Or? I mean, they go literally nuts. We oh. all know the comedians who go insane yeah. for doing it, you know, <laughs> yeah. and they quite literally lose their minds. Mm -hmm. Then there's the other people, you know, and then there's the bitchiness. Yeah. You, you're looking back at it and you go, that wasn't a good place to exist in. It wasn't. No. It was not good Good for your mental health. It's not good for your wallet either. No. You know, no. It, it was good for your wallet, but bad for your mental health. I would still do it. You know? <laughs> but now, nowadays, I have to say, when I see a, a comedy show, especially a, a UK one, and then I see a white guy, like I see a white guy on Life at the Apollo, I'm like, fucking, like, he, this must be good. He must be <laughs> fought through so many hurdles <laughs> to get the one spot. <laughs> <laughs> like the white guy, one white guy, he must be fucking good. Yeah, he, this guy really works for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's a topic for another day too, but I, I do appreciate this, uh, they're, they're making it more diverse, but sometimes I, I do feel I'm put on just to fulfill a quota. And then I, I know when I'm on, a lot of people viewing at home will think, oh, he's on just for a quota, but then that kind of diminishes my my thing. I, I work really hard you know, on yeah. the comedy circuit, but that kind of diminishes it but we don't have, i'm sure we've you guys have covered that no no with this. not with uh, someone uh, like you actually uh, we haven't i mean it, uh -huh. it, because coming from us it sounds like you know white guys whining yeah oh uh, really whereas when you say mm -hmm. it it gives it legitimacy tell us more yeah. nigel oh <laughs> well no, no, that an asian guy whining you know? <laughs> <laughs> so like well, it is true that if I, if I see a white girl in the Apollo, I'm like, this guy is fucking good, you yeah. know? But then when you see someone like, like me on the Apollo, a lot of people will think that's a hurdle to cross first. They're going to think, oh, is he just a diversity hire? Yeah. Or then he sees, they, they see that I'm funny. That Oh, okay, he's actually good. So, yeah. And it's not just uh, on, on TV shows. When I do like random gigs and out of the middle of nowhere, I, when I get on stage, I, I send some people saying, okay, is this one of those diversity things again? So... Uh, I, I win them over because, you know, I've, I've been doing this a while, but yeah. it would be nice if people, if we just, also, it was more of an equal playing field and funny. Gets where where it, people but, didn't bother about your skin color, they were just like, you're funny or you're not funny. Yeah. That's kind of the dream. Isn't yeah, it? but that's that's what the internet is, right? Yeah. You yeah. see something funny on TikTok, you share. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. That, that is nice that we have such a thing like that. It in is. This, imagine if you started doing stand-up in early 2000s where there was no TikTok, no YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would be rougher. You know? Much, much harder. And also as well, there's the people at the top who are gatekeepers who come from a certain strata of society. Mm. So they pick things, they pick people or acts that they like, which is fair enough. But yeah. you go, well, but you're just excluding all these other people. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So if they want an Asian guy, they're going to get an Asian public school guy. That if is... they want a white guy, they're going to get a white public school guy. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like you're really like <laughs> talking shit about Phil Wang now. No, we love you, Phil. <laughs> yeah, we, are, we, are, we are friends outside. We love you, Phil. But I, I, I can agree with the point. You're going to pick people you like, right? Because yeah, of uh, that's what you, you have to go off of. And I, I always felt like my vibe wasn't my vibe wasn't right for UK TV, and and that's not like a racism thing or anything. Yeah. It's like UK TV, like is uh, it's, it's a little bantery and, and softer. I just go very hard insults, right. yeah. that kind right. of thing. So uh, the the internet works better for me. And also, same for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also as well, it's because we kind of like our comedians to be victims here of going yes. oh. I'm yeah, so sad, I'm so fat, I can't get girls. I'm mm -hmm. like, what are you talking about? You're abusing three backstage. But anyway. <laughs>
Francis has been saving <laughs> yeah, up for wow, this conversation. Wow. Or, uh, the, the, Philip the class yeah, thing, yeah. The, 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 the comedians <laughs> harassing women thing. What, what else do you need to get yeah, off your chest? I'm, yeah, I'm going to get it all Put off my chip chest. On your shoulder, who, who didn't give you a gig in Cuntingdon on <laughs> Seymour? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> off the curb. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just slagging off her. Look, mm. Nigel, let's focus on you rather than on Francis's trauma yes. from the comedy circuit days. Um, so one of the things is you like you're very different to the type of people that we normally have on the show because very often we're talking about quite serious things. People got cancelled for saying the wrong thing, blah blah blah. You've been cancelled twice by by somebody that we don't usually see people get cancelled by, which is the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. So I think in total I've gotten cancelled like four times. But oh, four times. Yeah, but China wow. is the most, the, the, the biggest ones, the two, uh, have to do with China, the two biggest right. ones. The, so, the two other ones is one I tweeted, uh, uh, you know, when Ru Russia invaded Ukraine that same day, I was like adding extra show in Kiev, guys, link in bio, so, and then uh, got some articles, you know. Yeah. Not the best joke, but it did inspire like a nice little bit that I do on stage and yeah. that got quite a, few, quite a few views. And then the other small cancellation was I was touring Singapore and talk shit about their food and Asians, we take our food very seriously. Right. But uh, ended up well, ended up selling out the, the second show in Singapore, so that was, that was good. But yeah, like, we are here to talk about like the two, the two big ones, right? So uh, for a bit of context, because I, I grew up in Malaysia, uh, I went to a Mandarin-speaking uh, secondary school. So I, I'm Chinese-Malaysian. My great-grandparents were from China. So I bring that up because in Malaysia, a lot of us, we have, we have like those distant ties to China. My great-great-grandparents were from there. So we have a little bit of an affinity. We still think of it as like, oh, that's, that's a cool place. We consume Chinese media and we speak the language. We have like friends from there. We like to visit there. It's, 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 we, 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 like, we have a bit more of an affinity compared to the Western world. So that's a bit of a context from how I grew up and where I come from. So the first Chinese cancellation. Uh, that was January 2021. So at this point, I was only maybe five months into Uncle Roger and like just started to, oh shit, I, people, I, I, people are paying attention to me, just started being known. So I didn't know what I was doing. So I collabed with this guy. Uh, his name is Mike Chen. He runs a YouTube channel called Strictly Dumpling. And then you go to his channel, it's just food vlogs. So I thought, oh yeah, it's just a food vlogger, cool. So we, we reviewed this video together where over Zoom, we are both reviewing, I think it was Epicurious or uh, some food network making uh, a chef making dumplings at a, and doing a horrific job about that, you know? So we were just roasting the food, whatever, edited a video, posted it. Uh, I, I remember I posted it and then I had to go back to Malaysia to visit family because Malaysia just started allowing foreign residents in. Land in Malaysia, you have to quarantine for a week inside a hotel room by yourself. It's very normal procedure at the time. Uh, you get a negative test, quarantine the hotel room for a week. And then I remember just unpacking the hotel room, sleeping, waking up, and then I got a message from my, the people who manage my Chinese social media. I just started uh, Weibo and Bilibili at the time. Weibo is Chinese, uh, Chinese Twitter-like Twitter yeah. platform, and Bilibili is Chinese YouTube. So I just started those platforms, paid a bit of money up front for them to start it. And then I, I, they, I got a message from them saying, my Chinese social media agent saying, hey, Nigel, your video, you're getting, your account's getting reported because apparently that Mike Chen guy from Strictly Dumpling is one, uh, very, very anti-CCP publicly on his social media. And two, he's also part of this organization called Falun Gong. Mm. Mm. Uh, are you familiar? We yes. are, yeah. Okay, are. you are, but I, I guess but a Western tell our audience, audience a little bit more. Tell our audience a little bit more about Falun yeah, Gong. Yeah, it's... I have to be careful with my words here. I don't want to get sued, you know? 
So yeah, be careful because we could get sued Dude, as well. So, yes. oh. Extra careful. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have liability insurance. Yeah. Uh, so it's an organization. Um, a lot of people think it's a cult, but if you ask someone from Falun Gong, they'll just say uh, they are an organization, a spiritual organization that practices the the three universal truths of honesty, forbearance, and compassion. You know, whatever that means, right? But a lot of people online think it's a cult. Right, and it's a cult that's very, very. Let's let's think of it as Chinese Scientology. Mm -hmm. But apparently, some shit happened uh, when they were in China. The 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 founder of that uh, of Falun Gong fled China, and nobody really knows what happens. Just we, we, I just know some shit has gone down, and all this stuff is impossible to research online, especially on Western internet. And uh, like it's just impossible to find. You you you'll find resources from Falun Gong affiliated organizations say, oh, we are just uh, organized, we just do Tai Chi in the park every day. You know, <laughs> why are you persecuting us? And then you see on the China side, I said, no, they did a lot of crazy shit back then. So do your own research. I'm not going to say anything that would incriminate me. So basically, they're, uh, they're, if you're seen in China, if you're seen working with someone from this organization, that's an automatic ban. They, you'll be like persona non grata. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't even enter the country. So that's why my accounts were getting reported because people think... In Chinese social media, you get a lot of these over here, you call them social justice warriors. That is their flavor. They're very jingoistic, nationalist types. People say, oh, can you, have you seen Uncle Roger work with this guy? And then they would just, they have the, these nationalist pages. They would have their fans report you, kind of doxing you, you know? So that's how I, my accounts got, uh, um, was about to get suspended. And I was like, oh shit, what do you do? I, I, I have no clue. I was, I was new to this whole social media thing, right? So I asked my Chinese social media agents, who were, uh, a lot of them were, all of them were Chinese people based in China. So they said, oh yeah, well, when something like this happens, usually we just issue a statement and then that, and take down the video that should go away. And then, and then I was like, oh, okay. I had no clue, right? So I said, just, just handle it, just handle it. So they wrote me a statement. I read it. I was like, oh yeah, it feels like, you know, copy and paste boilerplate a statement. Yeah, yeah, it's just fine. Just, just post it. Hmm. But then I posted a statement. Um, then, then someone on Twitter, now it's West, the Western world, Wow. Say, oh, have you seen Uncle Roger apologizing and kowtowing to the CCP? I was like, oh, shit. Then I, read, <laughs> I read the statement back. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. It does sound like I yeah. In hindsight, if, if, I, if I were to do things differently, I would have probably like, be more involved in, in, in that process and be like, no, let's not post this because it does read like I am uh, apologizing, which, which I'm not. I just, you know, uh, like I bring, bring up the Malaysia affinity to China stuff because, you know, we... I, a lot of Malaysians have Chinese socials, so it's, it's a normal thing to, to have Weibo and Bilibili. You know, it's not just a, a money-grabbing thing, oh. So to, to me, it's like, okay, maybe different social medias have different rules. I had no clue, right? So I, I just, if I could do it all over again, I would just be more, uh, I'll look at a statement more closely. Yeah, see what it's a weird thing saying. now in the world. Sorry to interrupt. We'll get no to worries. your second yep. cancellation in a second, but it's, it's like... <laughs> fourth, mate. <laughs> fourth, well, yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's... I, I instinctively think that generally speaking, if you don't feel you've done anything wrong, uh -huh. you shouldn't apologize. But on the other hand, when you're new to it, you're just taking off, you're trying to manage the fallout from something yeah. you didn't even know about and didn't intend. Well, my Mandarin is also a bit rusty now. And to me, that letter didn't read like an apology. It just right. read, oh, uh, I think if you've translated it verbatim, and feel free to post the statement, I, I, I don't really mind. Uh, oh, Uncle Roger, uh, I, I didn't know that Mike Chan had these views towards the uh, towards China. 
So uh, I, I hope you guys can give me a chance because I'm new to this Chinese socials. I hope you guys will let, give Uncle Roger a chance and, uh, 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 and let, give me a chance and let me continue entertaining you. That, that kind of thing. So it didn't really like an apology. And also in China, people, the, the Chinese audiences, they, they're also like, like us, normal people. They don't care. They just want something funny to watch, you know. So they also know, oh yeah, it's just boilerplate, copy and paste. It's, it's Nigel's management team posting it. But in the West, people just take it at face value, you know? So it reads like an apology, so... Yeah. And what, what, those, what does that feel like? Because you're not somebody uh, uh -huh. who's overtly political. No, no, yeah, we're talking about dumb things. <laughs> All of a sudden, I have this. And I, when, when it happened, I didn't even know why I was cancelled. I was like, I was researching my cancellation in real time. And that's how I learned about all this fa Falun Gong, all this, all this yeah. stuff. And this, it's, it's such, such an incendiary thing. And uh, what did it feel like? So, if you, uh, just, so you, just so we all remember, I was stuck in a hotel room by myself for right. seven days. I was in day two. <laughs> and my only access to the outside world was the internet. Wow. And because uh, it was such an incendiary thing and there are bots all over the world, you, they would just constantly send you messages. And you know they're bots because it's different usernames, but they tweet the same exact message at you. Um, like they'll call me a, a, a CCP apologist, Uyghur genocide denier. Uh, uh, I'm pro human rights abuse. I'm pro the Tiananmen massacre. All those things, um, bootlicker, CCP boot, bootlicker, constantly every two, three seconds, I had a new comment like that on my Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. So it was just a constant onslaught. I remember and Reddit as well. It just became. Did you think you were gonna lose everything? Yeah, yeah. At I that bet moment, you did. yeah. I bet you did. Because again, I was stuck in the hotel room. If I could go out and see, I was in Malaysia too, so I'm, I'm probably quite well known. I, I am quite well known back there. So if I had the chance to leave that hotel room and no, nobody gave a shit. You'd be like, oh, I love your work, Uncle Roger. Maybe at that moment, may, maybe some people would have just been quietly ignoring me, but I would have noticed, right? I just think they didn't know who I was. Uh, but yeah, if in, in that moment, yeah, I remember like, like for the first cancellation, right? First big, big yeah, cancellation. Yeah. And I just got successful for four months. Yeah. So this wow. is like, I, I worked so hard, 10 years of my life working towards this. I just started being successful. Oh shit, is this all gonna go away? And people are tweeting at me, oh, he's, his career started with a fried rice video, ended with a dumpling. You know, people are just brutal, man. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I did think I was gonna lose it all. It's interesting. The reason I ask you is we had a moment when we had only about like 100,000 subscribers uh -huh. and uh, these, uh, a bunch of people came in and they started spamming our, our channel with a bunch of stuff, downvoting our videos, whatever. Um, and we definitely in that moment were like, whoa, this like, you, you know how you're like, you're just moving up and everything's great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then suddenly it's like, whoa. You know, so that that's a terrifying feeling. Yeah, they don't prepare you for this. I remember I was crying a lot too, and uh, well, because again, you're stuck in the hotel room by myself, and my wow. and my mom, bless her, she 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 follows my career very closely. Mm. Every time there's a news article, she would send it to me. Oh, look at you, Nigel! This this newspaper in Malaysia is reporting about you. Good job. So the flip side is every news article that says, oh. And, uh, Uncle Roger turns apparently is a pro CCP uh, apologist, and he she would send me the article too. <laughs> she was like, "Mom, please, I know, I know you you you're showing concern, but this is not good for me right now." Yeah, yeah. So that th that was rough, and the bot thing too. When we get to the the second cancellation thing, like th there's the bots uh, apply to both both parties. Anything to do with China, if you're pro China, the the bots will come at you. 
if you're anti, if you're perceived as anti-China, the bots will come at you as well. And another thing too that people don't say, that people don't warn you, you have to prepare yourself for getting hacked. Once you're, once you touch that topic, like, uh, like my, we'll plug my special later. But my, I'm hosting my special on this website called Moment.com. Co. And I just got cancelled on, I think the news article broke on BBC, NBC on, on Monday. So uh, six days ago. My Moment uh, account got hacked. So Moment is a platform where you can put on uh, something and then everybody can buy a ticket. It's a pay-per-view platform. Yeah. You put on your content, people buy a ticket, they can view it together with you when it premieres. So yesterday night, my, my Moment uh, account got hacked. It's all good now. But then I, because I went onto the page and there were just like lewd photos and spammy links all coming from my account. And wow. I was like, whoa, I didn't do this. So, and this is something that uh, I've, I've, I've worked with. I work with a lawyer who's been on um, uh, on, on the side of, on, he, he just, let's just say, I don't want to reveal too much, but let's just say he w- works on a thing that, that, that China doesn't like that he's working on. Uh, it's, it's the, it's the, yeah. So he, he, he told me, he just warned me just, okay, I have been through this and he's also lived in China so he, he knows like what it's like. He said, yeah, be, be, be prepared, set up two-factor authentication and everything. Uh, things are going to get hacked. And yeah, I, I do have my other platforms. I get uh, text messages saying, oh, did you sign, try to sign into your Instagram account? Here's a confirmation code, that kind of thing. So Instagram and moment.co, my moment account definitely got hacked. And then my other socials, hopefully they are still okay. I haven't, I, I, it's okay so far. Wow, man. Yeah. You know, with our journey, we are overtly political with what we do. We talk about politics, we comment on politics, we make jokes about politics or videos, but everyone now online has to be political. You Mm -hmm. talk about food, you now (laughs) have to be political. It's insane. It's, I basically stepped on a landmine. You know, the the fact that, to me, that video was not political, right? Mm. But the fact that, and I didn't even post it on Chinese socials. But somebody from Chinese social screenshotted me on YouTube working with this Mike Chen guy and then posted on Weibo and Bilibili and I said, look at this, Uncle Roger's working with a known cultist. And then uh, that made it political. So at that point, it was lose-lose either way. If I kept the video up, I would have nuked my Chinese socials. If I took the video down, the Western world would have hated me. You know? So... Who'd you pick? <laughs> well, at that time, I was like, oh, I just started the Chinese. I didn't know it was going to be su- such a big deal. I was, yeah. That was my naivete, and, yeah. I, and I own that mistake now, definitely. So, yeah, I, I picked t- taking a video down <laughs> because I was like, well, my Chinese fans seem cool. They like, they like me. Let's just keep it going. Yeah. Uh, and that became very political. And then when I took the video down and the Western world started hating on me, uh, Mike, Mike Chen, he was... I This pissed me off a little bit, you know, because... Sure, I, di- I did have to unfollow him on my Chinese social media uh, uh, agent's orders. And I think he, he, he should know what is going on. But then he just went on all this because he's part of the Falun Gong. And th- this is a known fact. He, he promotes it on his channel that he's part of this Falun Gong. Falun Gong also does Shen Yun. So most people, they will know Shen Yun, that, that show, the Chinese mm-hmm. on a tube advert. You see a lot of tube adverts on the show. So that, that's, that's affiliated with the Falun Gong. So right, right when the Western world started hating me, Mike Chen started doing the, his whole rounds of podcasts because the Falun Gong own a lot of YouTube channels. You know, the, the Epic Times is a Falun Gong That's newspaper. how I know about it because yeah. we've, I've done a couple of shows on their platform and we know someone there who's actually not Chinese, yeah. who yeah. I think is part, part of it. Yeah, it's not. It's the, it's the Western, the Falun Gong's Western yeah. arm. Yeah. And then they also have the New Tang Dynasty, which is a YouTube channel, uh, and a few other channels. I think China Uncensored on YouTube is also part of their organization. 
And a lot of people say, it's not me, a lot of people are saying that Mike Chen is pretty high up in that Falun Gong organization. So he has friends in all these channels and he was doing just the podcast rounds. Like, you know, doing the Rogan circuit. Yeah. Slagging, <laughs> was he slagging you off? Was he, Was that what happened? Yeah, yeah. He threw you under the bus a little bit. Yeah, threw me under the bus. So that was why I was a little bit, oh, come on, dude. I'm, I'm new to this world. I'm, I'm operating off the back foot here. I don't know, I don't even know why I got canceled. I'm researching everything. And he threw me under the bus. So now people say... Uh, we will we'll get to the second cancellation, but people ask like, now that China hates you, are you gonna put on that old uh, dumping video up? So I was like, nah, because it just doesn't feel great being a pawn in this in this war between the, uh, the China 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 China's uh, the CCP's propaganda and then the Falun Gong's propaganda. So. Yeah, it just left a, a shitty taste in my mouth. Is this whole thing? Yeah, of course. But what was great about that and was really heartening to see is that you transcended that. You moved on. Mm -hmm. You were crushing it. You know the the socials were exploding. Mm -hmm. You were doing brilliantly. Thank you. Thank you. And, and you still are. And you <laughs> yes. still are. And then uh, and then uh, last week I, I went on Twitter. I went, oh, Nigel's uh, Nigel's videos popped up on my feed. That's unusual. What's uh -huh. going on with? And then something else happened. Yep. Yep. So fast forward two years later, I have to say the, your first cancellation is it's like losing your virginity. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's memorable, but for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish it lasted. You as didn't long know as my what you time. were doing. Yeah. You know all that. But it, it's just it lasts a lot longer. You yeah. know, a cancellation now. I think it lasts around like two weeks where you kept getting messages. Yeah. Yeah. A pro tip for for you guys, you probably run into this soon. Uh, when you get J.K. Rowling on this podcast, yeah, <laughs> set up uh, comment filters, like keyword filters, on your on your for your comments on all your socials, because you'll get people bots copy and pasting the same thing. So mm -hmm. that's how you filter them out. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you guys should get jo Joanne on, man. Yeah, Joanne Rowling. Yeah, she, 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 should, she should come on. Who, she, who she else? Does. Who else will interview her? This is the podcast to be. Yeah. J.K. Rowling. We <laughs> know you're listening. Joanne. Uncle Roger's spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so yes. fast forward two years later, you recover from the initial cancellation, right? Because the thing that people don't tell you about getting cancelled, at least in that way, is if you just let it go mm -hmm. and let it pass, it's actually fine two weeks later. Yes, but there's a caveat though. I think to us it is like that, but to someone who has who's in regular employment, employment yeah, that yeah, may be a little totally. trickier for them. So totally. we, we do have a, a totally. little bit of a privilege there. Absolutely. But yes, you just have to keep chucking on, keep hustling. I did lose a few sponsors. I did lose uh, quite a bit of money with, throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but eventually the sponsors come back and uh, yeah, lose a bit of money. It's fine. Just just put, put away, save. when you're an entertainer, you should put away some stuff because you know shit's going to happen, you know? Yeah. So fast forward two years later, um, I, I, I finished my tour. So I'm about to release uh, my special, dropping, dropping June 4th. Click link in description. Um, <laughs> I'm about to release my special. So to release it, it because it's a pay-per-view, you want to drum up some sales, right? So you want to put out some small clips as a marketing. So one of the clips I chose, you know, you when you put out a clip, a clip that works well for marketing is a clip that will go viral. Because yeah. the more people see it, the more people buy it, obviously, right? So I was like, okay, what what clip's gonna go viral? So because I've been through the cancellation, I know that this China stuff, my instinct tells me this this bit will 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 ruffle some feathers. So feel free to put that, that bit in. Where are you from? Are you from Boston? Uh, originally from Guangzhou. Guangzhou, China. China, okay. China, good country. Good country. Good country. Good country. Woo! We have to say that now, correct? All their phone listening. All their phone listening. This nephew got Huawei phone. They all listening. 
You use ExpressVPN? Free! Yeah. Yeah. Don't let your government hear that, please. Or our phone tap into it. Long live presidency. Long live presidency. <laughs> Uncle Roger, social credit score going up. Nice. From China. Okay, anyone? Anyone? Any niece and nephew from Taiwan? Not a real country. Not a real. Not a real country. I hope one day you rejoin the motherland. One China. No, no, don't clap too hard. This is not political show. No, don't clap. <laughs> Uncle Roger going to get cancelled after tonight. I basically kind of kind of mocked both sides. You know, I think as a, a good comic, you need to play both sides and mm -hmm. get both sides pissed off at you. Otherwise, it feels you feel more like a politician if you just very pro or leaning against one side, right? So in that bit, I may, I think I, I pulled off making fun of both uh, China and and Taiwan at, at the same time. And the, and again, these are all jokes. You know, I come to my show, there's maybe like just, just that joke kind of touches on a political nerve somewhat lightly. But the things I say is like, oh, Huawei phone, are they all listening? Ha, ha, ha. Like, that's kind of things we all say, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, Chinese, they're all, they're all listening. Oh, anyone from Taiwan? Oh, not a real country, not a real country. That's kind of jokes you all. That's like the standard in a comedy club. You find out where someone's from, you make fun of their country, yeah. move yeah. on to the next person. That's what you do. It's not even that big a deal. It's just no. maybe I, I, I know more about this because of my cancellation. So I, I could, like, I was quick and off the cuff. And, and a little bit of a spoiler here. I've done that joke many times. You know, it looks like I just, you know, improvise. Oh, oh you're from China? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of my shows, I have people from China come in to my shows. And um, I have to say, I sold like uh, close to 100,000 tickets for the tour. That wow. bit worked everywhere, you know. Uh, I, I did have to cancel Taiwan, but that wasn't because of that bit. That was because the, the COVID, COVID restrictions were still there. Uh, so it, it worked everywhere. I know it's a good bit. I know it's uh, it's funny, and I know it also will ruffle some feathers. It's a little bit con slightly controversial, and it's just fun. So I know that was gonna do well. I didn't know I was gonna do this well, you yeah. know, appearing on BBC and everything. So I posted that, and then um, uh, again, the same thing happened. Somebody I didn't post it on Chinese socials because yeah, on Chinese socials you can't really mention the president by name. That is just a, a no no and. Mm. Why go through the trouble? I have a feeling they're going to be pissed off at this. And I, I was right. But I didn't <laughs> post it on any Chinese socials. Somebody, again, some nationalist Weibo person screenshotted that and then posted it on their accounts. And then my account got uh, reported and suspended this time. So now... Even though you didn't post it? I didn't post it. So they haven't banned you for breaking the rules of Weibo. They've banned you for having the what they think is the wrong opinion, even though it's just a joke. They, initially, I got banned because of the reports from other people, but yeah. my Chinese social media team, my current one, has recently informed me that, that ban also is not just a social media platform ban. It also came from higher up for Weibo. Okay. Whatever that means. I, I don't know what that means. What I know is I probably won't be able to go to China or Hong Kong in the indefinite wow. uh, in, in future, which is, you know, uh, it's, it's the price I have to pay. I can still go to Taiwan, hopefully. Before yeah. China like, nukes them. I should go before. <laughs> I can see why you got cancelled by China, mate. <laughs> so so you, you have that video. We'll, we'll include it in this if, yeah, if sure. it's okay with yeah. you. Uh, and then your Chinese social media accounts get nuked. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Uh, I'm 
I think all four of them got nuked. Right. Yeah, I'm wow. on four four Chinese socials now. So and then I I, I, I've learned from last time, right? I know, I know if I make any sort of statement trying to like say, oh, on Chinese socials, just saying that, oh, it's just a joke, guys. And, and by the way, the Chinese fans on my socials, and uh, they, they all know it's just a joke. It's like they, all, they all enjoy it. It's just this very tiny, it's kind of like the Western world too, mm. right? These social justice jingoistic warriors, they're like, oh, I can't believe he humiliated China. This, this, there's a term in, in Mandarin uh, currently, it's a very trendy term called ruhua, and it translates to humiliate China. And then uh, there's a joke in, in the Taiwanese, like an, the anti, anti-China country circles that go like, oh, uh, humiliating China is a thing everybody goes through because they're so sensitive, mm. that, that kind of thing. So yeah. there are three things in, in, in life that you will do. You were born, you humiliate China, and you die. <laughs> that, that's the joke. <laughs> so, and and I've, I just learned about all of this. And it is true, there's a very vocal, very sensitive people who, who will report everything. Uh, and... Coincidentally, when I was cancelled the day before, there was a Chinese comedian. His name is Li Hao Shi. He made a joke. I listened to that joke. He just said, "Oh, I, I saw some, some a few dogs, and they were like just really uh, really energetic, and I really want him to protect my house because those dogs remind reminded me of." And then he said the Chinese military catchphrase. Uh, I forgot the catchphrase, but he basically used that catchphrase in that bit, and the bit got an applause break. I listened to that actual bit. So everybody in the comedy club found it funny, but apparently somebody recorded illegal footage of just audio, posted it. He, he, he might face three months in jail. He, he, his uh, management company is fined 1.5 million uh, pounds. Wow. Yeah, so it is fortunate that, you know, I, I'm not, my nationality is not Chinese. You know, my ethnicity, yes, you know, Chinese, but that, that, that's always tricky. Isn't it nice to be white sometimes? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I, I have like some, like I, 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 we have ties to China. My family has distant ties to China. So I was like, oh yeah, let's start this Chinese social media. So now look, look, at, look where I ended up, you know, just all this headache. And sometimes I also feel that not having Chinese socials is, is also it's long-term, prob- it's also more freeing for your comedy, man, because there's so many things that you don't even know Will be construed as offensive in China. For for example, I used I reviewed this video. I think it was a Jamie Oliver video making um, he was making some sort of fried fish and he wrapped the fish in banana leaf, right? So I was like, oh, the banana leaf doesn't look fresh, but it's okay because he probably imported that banana leaf all the way from Malaysia to the UK. So in that in that I had an animation of a banana leaf on a world map just flying from my editor made this animation from flying from Malaysia all the way to the UK. But that world map that he downloaded had the word Taiwan on it. Oh. Yeah. And then my Chinese social media person is like, oh, you can't post this video. You have to take this scene out. Otherwise, you, 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 you know what's going to happen. And I was like, okay, oh, well, he spent so much time making this animation. Can we just keep that scene in? Keep the scene in for the YouTube version and we do it something differently for the, for the Chinese socials? And she was like, no, you, you can't because, again, they're going to screenshot that and post it on Weibo and Bilibili. So this kind of thing is like, I want to, I, I like my Chinese fans, you know, and, and they like me too, but just there's just so much shit that you don't even think is offensive that will be misconstrued as offensive that will get me nuked. Anyway, so, ugh. Oh, well. Nigel, were you ever under pressure as well from, from your agents not to put that clip out or when you put that clip out to apologize because they're going, hang on a second here, you're going to lose this entire market. It's huge. Uncle Roger could be absolutely massive over there. Just play the game, etc. Um, 
I have credit to my agent. He they, he was very uh, supportive. He just he he leaves all the creative decisions to me. You know, so uh, he he didn't come and say, oh no no don't put that. Think of the Chinese market. My Chinese social media team do do think that obviously right. That that's their job. If 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 they post something that will knowingly get me nuked on China, they will get fired. So yeah, I I know where they're coming from. But my agent has been just very all, all good about it. You know, uh, he 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 knows what I'm doing and. Also, they, you say I do. I I have lost all my Chinese socials, and yeah, sure, you lose a little bit of money, but you also win new fans, right? You also win fans who are like, oh shit, man, this Uncle Roger guy has balls. Fuck, respect, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's it's not a business calculation. I don't exactly know where am I ahead or am I behind. Would I have made more money if I apologize? But it's like, as a comic, it just feels right to make fun of every side. You know what totally. I mean? Yeah. In our DNA, we still have that. I want to talk shit about everybody. Yeah. So if if and if I put out a clip like that on my own terms, I knew what was going to happen, and I knew that clip was funny. I can stand behind it. I, I wouldn't apologize. That's yeah. just something I, I I told myself. If it's I a know better it's way funny, to live, man. Yeah, it's, it is. A better it's a way better way to, way to live. live. Yeah, I I probably won't be cast in any Disney film or any Marvel film, but. It's not like I'm getting casted in there anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Well, they're not trendy. A24 is a trendy now anyway. Cast, cast me in that, you know? <laughs> you know, it, it does take integrity to know that, although we make a joke about it, there is a very real chance or there was a possibility that you could have at least had an audition for something like that. Mm. That that path could have been open to you. But by doing this, you know that you've closed that gate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, France yeah. just rubbing it in. Now. <laughs> so, so, so be it, right? You know, you, you, sometimes you have to say, yeah, my life is pretty comfortable. I, I make enough money. That's okay. If I don't yeah. have a yacht for the rest of my life, that's fine. <laughs> and more than that, I think you're right, though, Nigel, in that I think actually what you'll probably find is long term, this benefits your career rather than hindering it. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe. I, I think it will. I, I, I definitely think it will. Because I, as, a, as a comic too, like you get on stage, someone says he's from China. Come on. Mm, yeah. Like, what are you going to say? Oh, China, okay. Moving on. Like, <laughs> come on, is it the new the Chinese spy balloon? Was in the, as a comic, come on. Like, you'll, you'll be disingenuous if you don't mention something. Totally. Right? Totally. And, yeah. and what, are you, what, what are your opinions now? Because now that, because be, before you went into this, uh -huh. you must have had one opinion. No, let's not call it China, the CCP. But having dealt with them, having scrapes with them, what are you, your opinion now of, of it? Um, I'm not the most political guy. Yeah. I, but I do think, yeah, they are a little... They're a little sensitive to jokes and they're cracking down on comedy, like... I don't know, like, this, recently they've cracked down on comedy even more and they've cracked down on, like, Western... Uh, uh, entertainment like bands on there even more because I was in this New York Times article so I was reading I was like oh shit it's not just happening to me and that other Chinese comedian like a lot of like uh, Western bands or Japanese bands groups they suddenly had to cancel appearances for uh, no good reason so I don't know I I, I don't I, I never really thought about them the CCP that much now I just feel like my opinion is like uh, it's, it's, it would be really hard to to not offend anybody on their platforms. And the thing is, on Western platforms, if you offend someone, it's, it's still fine. They, they still let your platforms keep going, right? That's how, you know, you guys and Rogan got so big because um, they, they just let, let it be. They, they, it's more, it's, there's more leeway here. Mm. I'm not saying speech is completely free on, on, on Western media. It's probably not, but it's a lot, definitely a lot, yeah. a lot freer. 
totally. yeah. and in China. Well, this is why I always say that like cultures or countries or regimes or whatever, where comedy is censored. Like the moment you start see comedians being censored, you're like, this is this is this place is going in the wrong direction. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that seems to be like what you're saying there as well. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, maybe, I haven't I haven't thought about it like that, but yeah, yeah. Don't put words in my, my mouth, man. But <laughs> no, I wasn't saying about China specifically. I actually think in the West as well. Like the reason I sometimes get annoyed by people being censored is that to me that's a move towards that direction. Like growing up in the Soviet Union, I saw this, and so I'm kind of like, let's not go, let's not move in that direction. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but you also um, can't just post a video of you saying the N-word like a thousand times, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. Have you tried? <laughs> I, I mean, that that one, I can get it. Like, if someone if someone totally. says they are censored, and I say, what, what do you do? I just say the N-word a thousand times, you know? Like, mis, like in a Mr. Beast video, I say Logan Paul 10,000 times. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, yeah. I, 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 I get it. That's... Now I sound like I'm pro-censorship. Cut that part out. It's all good. But yeah, I, 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 do, trying, I do agree with you on it. Yeah. I'm not trying look, I'm not trying to put any words in your mouth at all. I'm genuinely curious. I was just saying the reason that I talk about uh restrictions on jokes and speech in general in the West is that I don't like that the West seems to me at least to be moving towards that. I'm not saying anything uh, like that. Okay. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Is, you don't have to agree. Moving? Moving towards that, maybe it is. I I just have, I don't really pay attention to yeah. these things yeah. much, but I, I do I do listen to 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 the, like trigonometry and uh, yeah uh, uh, yeah it has been an opinion that's echoed a lot on on social media too yeah so but you don't agree with it. I haven't thought about it enough to to agree. With it. I, I, Fair I, enough. Yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, maybe because I haven't been personally affected that much yeah. until. But when I'm affected, it's from the Chinese side, right? Yeah. So but you also really did, it, it actually, it's a different point, uh, not about censorship at all. But I, I, my sense isn't actually that it's just happening in the West or it's just social justice people. Like there's people who are like the opposite of social justice people. They get just as triggered by someone saying something they don't like either. Mm, so I yes. just think it's social media in general makes people feel like everyone should give a shit about their opinion. Do you know, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean, and also the the echo chamber doesn't help because any right. opinion you express, there'll be tons of people agreeing with you, you know, yeah. even though it's a very extreme view of things. But I like social media. TikTok's fun though, you know. Yeah, you know, it's, I, it's, it's good. Hey, look, and let's be fair. There's plenty to criticize, Nigel, with social media, and we can talk about it till you know the proverbial cows come home, as it yeah. were. But this wouldn't have happened without social media. Uncle Roger wouldn't have happened without social media. We all in this room have a lot to be grateful to social media for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Andrew Tate wouldn't have happened without social media. <laughs> that guy is so entertaining, right? Oh, you should have him on. Have you, has he been on? No, no he hasn't no, been okay. on. <laughs> that guy's the most entertaining guy, man. Yeah, really? well, why yeah. do you like him? He's, he's ridiculous. Don't take advice from him. I'm saying don't, don't, don't listen to him at all, but he's just like, uh, yeah, when you text your girl, never text her in the morning. Text her at 11 p.m. or 1 a.m. And then she's like, baby, why aren't you asleep? And you say, money doesn't sleep, baby. And then don't reply to her. It's like, fuck <laughs> it, that's genius. That's so funny. He's like a cartoon version of how to pick up women. Totally. You know? <laughs> and then the, the, the thing with Greta Thunberg, yeah. you know, the, he got arrested because he was like <laughs> mocking her. It's just, you can't write this shit, right? It's like a sitcom character. It, it is like a sitcom character. I, I sometimes think about this. Uh, my girlfriend's made this point. She goes, look, social media is just the new soap opera. That's all yes. it is. 
there's the characters, people fall out. Have you heard what he said about her and she said about him and all this? Da, 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 da. And this is really important. And you go out in the big wide world and no one cares. Yeah. Because it's a complete soap opera. Exactly, exactly. You get the people on Reddit who care. I was just uh, shopping around for a, a Japanese knife, right? It has to do with the story, trust me. Yeah. And then I go there and then he brings out this beautiful knife. I said, oh, this, this one is 1,500 pound wow. uh, Japanese cleaver. And then he's like, yeah, you know, you should buy this, man. You should buy it. He knows who I am. He knows I do like food stuff. You should buy this, you should buy this because everybody on Reddit loves this knife. This, this, this Japanese knife figure doesn't make knives anymore. He retired. So this is like one of the last three knives in the world in circulation. Everybody on Reddit will love you. I'm like, I just want to chop some spring onions, mate. <laughs> you know? I don't care. Reddit will love my, my new fucking knife. 1,500 yeah. pounds for a knife. I can't do that. You, you, you won't even use it. You're like, too, too careful, too scared. Yeah, that, you know? that is true. So what does the future hold now for you, Nigel? What's the future hold? Uh, well, I hope the launch of my special will go well. We'll do a full plug at the end. And I, I, I think... Fucking uh, hell, I've plugged about four <laughs> times already. Like, Wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm releasing that. and um, You're I'm releasing keep... that, in fact, as people are watching this, it's yes. already out. Yeah, yeah. It's already out today, and yeah. it will be uh, online, available for purchase and viewing for two more weeks. After yeah. June 18, it will be gone. Uh, by the way, the premiere date is June 4th. Uh -huh. and Today. Uh, yeah, t today, which is un unknowingly. I, I just picked that premiere date because my videos, I put out my videos on Sundays, yeah. right? And then I wanted to release it like soonish before summer, before summer. So I said, like, oh, June 4th. Apparently, June 4th, 1989 is the day of the Tiananmen Massacre. <laughs> so I'm like, you can't do anything, right? Jesus Christ, you guys are reading too much into this. And then the people who are anti-CCP, they're like cheering for me. Yeah, Uncle Roger, fucking so smart, bro. Look at this, he's putting it on June 4th. And then and he, he knows what he's doing. I'm like, no, no, it was just a coincidence. And then in my video, I had a response video to the cancellation. Mm -hmm. Me and the character chopping spring onions, going like, hi, yeah, I got canceled. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, uh, but, you know, I'm just talking shit, go buy the special. I'm just doing some marketing for mm -hmm. it. And then apparently, chopping spring onion also has a hidden metaphorical meaning in China of like the government ripping off the, the, the people, something like that. I think chopping chives is the, is the, is the, is the term. And then people are like, yeah, go Uncle Roger, you know, he's, a, he's an artist, he has so many hidden meanings in his videos. Right. <laughs> no, I'm going to say that, man, and then you're going to go and click on the photo of his special, it's just you doing this behind the American flag. <laughs> yeah, Bro brother, look, you, I think you should be honest about the fact that you love the Falun Gong. Just, <laughs> just, just come out with it. You've yes. put all the dates, you've been hinting with the chives, the chopping, the yeah. everything, just... I'm, just, I'm just pro stand Falun by Kong. your beliefs, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pro yeah. Falun Gong. Hey, listen, Falun Gong, if you guys buy the special, I'll be a practitioner. <laughs> I'll start downloading your meditation videos. Tai Chi in the park. Oh, yes, yeah. I'm going to be one of those pro protesters. Saying, you'll see them in Chinatown and say, oh, China's harvesting our organs. That's the Falun Gong. So I'll join one of your marches, Falun Gong, if you buy the special. Moment.co slash Mr. Nigel Ung. Nigel, today. same as ever, just a pure businessman. He is, man. <laughs> Zero fucks given. I like that. He's just all. I remember you when you're at the end of a gig and we were all there being these quick, the little comedians going, I hope someone likes me. And then Nigel was at the front watching the people going back handing out business cards. Yes, I yeah. did that for a little bit. I was so. I wish QR codes were a thing back then. Yeah. You know, but they, they weren't. That was pre COVID. No, but you were always very driven. I remember we started, I think we started trigonometry. Well, we did. We started trigonometry before you started Uncle Roger. Uh -huh. Yeah. Depression and thought. And you were still looking for the thing that you were going to do. And you were always asking about, you know, how do you do this? How do you do that? 
Uh, and I, I just, I do think that work ethic is a big part of the reason you're here, honestly. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. No, I'm serious, man. Like, yeah. I always really noticed that about you. First of all, you were good. And secondly, you were really driven. Oh, thanks. Because if I run off money, I have to be sent home to Malaysia, you know. <laughs> I don't have a backup plan, you know. Not saying Malaysia is bad, but I would like to, you know, continue doing what I love doing in this yeah. country. Uh, but the future holds. I'm moving to LA for work. I'm going to start splitting time there and here. I, I feel Americans work too hard. You know, I talked to, as a YouTuber, I worked with recently, his name is Guga. He's a state guy. Uh, lo love his stuff. We worked together on a few videos. And he was like, oh, the last holiday, he's on holiday right now in Japan. I see his stories. But he told me, yeah, I'm going to Japan. And the last holiday I took was seven years ago. I had four days off. And I was like, nah, nah, America's work too hard. If there's yeah. a country that it's between like American work ethic and British work ethic, I, I think I'm there. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'll be too lazy for Asia. But too hardworking for Britain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not saying a lot, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. When you come back from America and you just look around, you go, "Nothing works here in comparison," and you can kind of see why. Yeah, no one really. Nothing gives a works shit. here, and they're, they're proud that it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like about Britain. Really, yeah. Yeah, don't give a shit, mate. They it's like just... they like tradition. They like the old things. You know, yeah. just period houses. America, in America, you just bulldoze it down. Yeah, you know? something. yeah. I live in a nice period house, and it's 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 actually a rare to it's impossible to live in one like that in, in Asia because every thirty years, forty years, they bulldoze everything down. Especially in Japan, their their houses actually go down in value because they know after a certain number of years they'll rip it all down and start afresh, which is pros and cons, right? But here you have these charming little things because people are too lazy to bulldoze it down and rebuild it. So that's how you get the period <laughs> houses. So. There we go. Well, Nadja, listen, it's great to see you crushing it. Thank you. Uh, it's great to see you pissing off all the right people. And I don't even know who that is. Look, no, everybody's uh, uh, mad. Everybody's any, mad. Anyone who wants to get pissed off on social media is the right person to piss off at this point. It's just all crazy. Uh, but it's great to see you doing well. Uh, Thank you. I'm sure the special is going to crush. Uh, remind people where they can go and get that. For oh, the for sixth the, time. For the fifth or sixth time. <laughs> Uh, you can buy it today, right now, at moment.co slash Mr. Nigel Ung. Link will be in description. This is the show that I've been touring with Uncle Roger uh, for the last year and a half. Uh, you'll both see Uncle Roger does like 20 minutes, then I do about an hour. And uh, it, it's a good show. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very proud of it. Please go buy it. All right. And Nigel, we're going to go uh, to questions from our supporters in a second that only they will get to see the answers to on Locals. But before we do that, we always end with the same question, which is, what's the one thing we're not talking about that we really should be? Oh, boy. See, I was dreading this question. Um, it's a free hit, man. Yeah. I want to plug the special again, but I feel, sh feel a bit ashamed now. <laughs> no. Jesus. I think, um, I think we should all just uh, go outside more and be near nature and, and put down the phone. And, uh, oh, God, what am I saying? The I was internet, gonna say you live in internet. central London, mate. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, just just that's why you gotta start driving because it's the only time you don't look at your phone. You know, I think everybody has to just 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 go touch some leaves and stop being mad at me. You know, that's that's what we're not talking about. That's the one thing people want to talk about me more, but in a nice way. <laughs> just leave some nice comments. Do you reckon he's gonna plug it again before we wrap up? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> we 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 can, we've just about to hit the hour mark. He's going to do it one more time. All right, go and check his special out. Otherwise, oh, he's never going to show up about it. We'll <laughs> see you on Locals, guys. That I, I can get behind, but it's rare to find. So. Oh, fucking hell enough. <laughs> Absolute fucking disgrace.
Before you go, consider joining our exclusive member feed. As a member, you'll get ad-free and extended interviews. Click the membership link in the podcast description or find the exclusive episodes link on your podcast listening app to join us.